0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of CX Cast. Sam Stern and Jenny Wise here with you. Hi, Jenny. Hi, everyone. And we are, at the end of 2018, sharing our predictions for 2019 about customer experience. And I say our predictions, although Jenny and I are noted as not authors on this report. This is a cast of many, uh, many of our colleagues who contributed to these predictions for next year. And Jenny and I are going to highlight some of our favorite of the five and talk about how we're thinking about these and the implications for CX professionals, all of you listening, uh, in 2019. So the subtitle of the report, report is customer experience comes under fire, Uh, which, Jenny, we were just uh, debating off mic whether that's the right framing of this, that the reason it's coming under fire is, at least in theory, is because scores have stagnated. But we were sort of saying we think that's either because efforts to improve CX are coming under fire because they're not serious enough, or companies are going to redouble their efforts because they realize they need to do more to increase their efforts and increase CX improvement. So how are you thinking about that large topic that sort of frames all of the predictions?
1: Yeah. So if we're thinking about, you know is CX under fire? As I said, I think that CX and this emphasis on and realizing the shortcomings of a lot of the customer experiences that customers are having today is actually going to light the fire (laughs) to get people going, right? To say, maybe we think we're doing CX, but we've realized that our scores are stagnant, that nothing's really changing, that maybe we haven't actually made the culture shift behind it. And so this year, we really have to double down on our efforts.
0: So not under fire, but on fire, CX is lighting the fire, as you said. And I guess I would say a parallel trend that supports that hypothesis, what you just said, is that the emphasis on employee experience in 2018 that we're seeing pick up and carry into 2019 is a good example of firms taking more seriously the work they need to do to improve CX delivery, mm-hmm. because they're realizing that it, the challenges and the stagnation that they see in their scores run deep into their organization, employees who are blocked or frustrated by processes or technology systems or work rules, and therefore not able to contribute to CX delivery in the way their companies would like. Right. And so it's a recognition of that, that we, we need to get serious about their experience so that they can deliver the right experience to our customers. Mm-hmm. Now, a counterpoint to this, our colleague Rick Parrish, I think, wrote this first prediction in the predictions report that we have linked to in the show notes, listeners. Stagnating CX quality will cause short, destructive price wars. So that when firms can't differentiate on experience, they'll go back to the tried and true method of differentiating on price. And one of the examples he calls out in particular here is that uh, in the financial services space, there were sort of coming on this year, and probably we'll see more of this next year, zero fee investment funds, uh, which... Really pushes the price down, I guess. I mean, obviously, it's hard to go lower than zero, although I wonder if we will see that. But um, that uh, now mutual fund companies, uh, index fund companies that are trying to package and sell these funds as they're offering are not getting any money for them. It's kind of a fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah. this is an interesting one because it gets at a lot of why we even talk about CX and why it's so important, which is that, you know, companies can differentiate on utility, on product, on service, on price. But when it gets to the point where companies have done that, right, and already made their margins so slim that you don't want to go much further, that's where experience becomes a differentiator. So what this is saying is that people are shortcutting past experience, because that takes more time and investment and energy. It also may take some soul searching into (laughs) what is our company and what is our experience. And instead you go back to those initial sort of product and price and promotion components, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. And the the challenge is the hard work that leads to a clear vision of what your customer experience is and how it's differentiated is not replicatable in a price war, right? Mm -hmm. A zero, zero fee index fund is probably going to be copied and replicated by other firms next year in a way that completely eliminates the advantage uh, that the first movers had there of of creating a zero fee investment fund. All they did was create the expectation that you shouldn't no longer have to pay fees and, and it'll probably spread to more of their funds. So the other side to this, right, that short destructive price war, the other side to this, a prediction that's maybe a little bit more hopeful here, and I think can, to your point, reignite the fire for CX, is that we'll see more companies really trying to make the business case for customer Mm -hmm. experience transformation to sort of remind executives, remind colleagues of why this is worth doing, even though it hasn't gone as well or gone as quickly as we would have liked. So I, I think that... This is an area where we talked about better ROI models, uh, better measurement and prioritization methodologies as a way to help with better business cases. I guess I'm just a little skeptical that that's going to really carry the day because it's not that people aren't persuaded of the importance of CX, it's just that they haven't necessarily committed to the long-term necessary changes.
1: So I agree with what you're saying. People haven't committed. That is just a fundamental problem, right? Culture is just not there. You're not thinking long-term about it and really making these huge shifts, which could include things such as, you know, operation changes and technology changes to really be able to carry this through. But what this is getting at is something that I think underpins the fact that we could even say customer experience comes under fire. Right? How do you know if something is failing unless you measure it? So in a way, the fact that companies can now even begin to look and see that they're failing in CX does imply or rely on the fact that they must be measuring it in some fashion or be thinking about measuring it in some fashion. And so that does mean that the type of ROI models and thinking of the cost-benefit of CX and where to invest, that foundational work has maybe been done or more so than it has been in past years. So because of that, you are armed with more ammo to make the business case.
0: That's really it's interesting. Very, what, do you disagree? I, do you not
1: think that companies I, have the type of metrics?
0: No, I don't disagree. I think you're, I think you're right. I think your your insight is right. I think the, the challenge I see still then is that it's not about the data to make the case for more serious investment, if, especially if they've already had that. And, and they probably likely have made business cases in the past and maybe mm-hmm. they would be more sophisticated versions of those. I don't think that's what's required. We're talking instead about a story, a pitch to identity, to um, self-belief, that this is something that we as an organization, that we as a collection of people, the employees, the leaders of this organization would do. And that the more sophistication in a business case, I I think that's probably right as a prediction that we'll see more of that next year. I don't think that's the right approach to galvanize real action. You want to appeal to a deeper sense of who we are as an organization, who I am as a leader. And that's not usually done with more data, with more facts. It's done with a more compelling story.
1: So I think that's true. But I think when we sort of unpack what CX transformation is, there's a CX transformation of the organization, which means that you've gone through this cultural mind shift. You think that this is important. You want to redefine your brand and what it means and what will the resulting experience be. And then there's also the CX transformation, which is, you know, we're going to start engaging more digitally with our customers. We're going to offer digital customer service, right? Which does transform that customer experience in other ways that may be more channel-specific or tactical. And I think the business case to make those types of changes, so ways that you engage differently, invest in some new tools or technologies or innovations, that can be done in a different way, right? But using sort of ROI models and more sort of tactical measurement.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so you you and I are actually... I think... I'm glad you clarified that. We were slightly talking past each other. I'm talking yeah. about the, the <laughs> fundamental about transformation yeah. of the organization. And you're talking about, actually, if you get sharper about the business case and what you would prioritize, it would right. guide you towards focusing on different parts of the experience for transformation, right? right? Enabling different technologies or different interaction models that might unstick the stagnant scores. Right. I hope you're right.
1: It's that customer facing versus employee facing hat that we've yeah, just yeah, put on for course. that. <laughs> of course. Of
0: course we, we, we were thinking in, <laughs> in those different funny. worlds. Um, okay. And then... And last prediction, but two predictions I want to cover here, because they're both sort of referring to jobs. The first one is about the hot jobs market. And I think that's a general sense, low unemployment, but also a specific sense for CX professionals, right? That's been a growing field for a while, yet without a real pipeline for uh, new talent in the form of university degrees. But in this job market, we'll see a lot of customer experience professionals job hopping. I totally buy this. This is one I probably agree with the most. And I think that we already do see that a lot, that CX talent is in demand and people with a bit of a resume around customer experience having done a job having you know created a team within a large organization, there's an interest in bringing them in and bringing them over and finding someone who's done this before.
1: I totally agree. Um, And I think this also gets at what the employee has, that if you are working at a company that clearly hasn't undergone that mind shift and doesn't support your efforts for customer experience, you know, we speak with many, many customer experience practitioners who, like, oh, I, I wish we could have personas to lead this effort, or I wish we could journey map, but I'm just not given the resources or the time, or it's not a priority. And so this does force the hand of companies that want to retain valuable CX talent to give them perhaps more purview or strategic um, sort of access to what they need to be able to make those changes. Yeah. Otherwise, there are alternative companies that they can begin to go to.
0: I agree with you. And that sort of connects to the, the second of the two sort of people predictions here, that the role of the user experience, UX professional, will evolve from doer to doer. To leader and I don't know how you're thinking about this one Jenny this was uh, I think our colleague Gina's yeah. prediction but what I'm struck by here is that this type of evolution at a firm would get at what I was talking about before where these people's ability to tell stories with data and insights mentor, their business colleagues in a design mindset or in the importance of these techniques, that could get at the sort of people transformation required at firms. So I think that where this happens, it is likely a really nice precursor to that real commitment from the company to changing everything they need to change to enable, you know, sort of that more culturally led transformation I was thinking of. But I, I wonder, are you seeing this? Is this popping up? Is this maybe aligned with the, the rise of the XD bucket of roles you talked about in a yeah. recent episode?
1: Yeah, so the way that we used UX professional um, in this is is the same as the sort of XD professional, who is the elevated version of the the UX professional, meaning that they have more strategic purview and can make bigger decisions and aren't just viewed as the person, you know, moving around pixels and doing a a site map, which there's a lot of value in that. (laughs) But um, in some organizations, when you're doing that, that's all that they will let you do. And what we're saying here is that as CX becomes more important. And also going back to our very first thing we spoke of here, which is that companies have to differentiate on experience and on emotion. And so to be able to do that, you have to really be in tune with your customers and what that experience will be like, right? And so every company is almost in a way like a software company, right? Or a digital product company yeah. nowadays, yeah. as opposed to just a physical product. And the people who help build those and research those are the UX pros. yeah. Um, and so if that becomes a differentiator, right, then... UX becomes more strategically important. And so they can't just be viewed as the people who change the button or think about this color. They actually sort of help the bigger org.
0: Their way of thinking and the their methodologies that they use in their work is more central to the way the firm is thinking about its value, the yes. value it creates for its customers. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like that. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I, I do think that explains why they could move from doers to leaders. You know, for companies that, that see that, they would see that they, it would be critical to have them in a more strategic, more influential role. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, listeners, uh, that is a quick roundup of our predictions for what will happen in the customer experience and I guess in the experience design and user experience space a little bit as well. Uh, In 2019, um, we do see Pressure mounting a little bit to uh, strengthen the emphasis, the focus companies have on customer experience, doing it for reasons that are actually going to drive business value and actually improve the customer experience from the customer's point of view. And so that's where a lot of our predictions went, is is sort of describing how firms would react to that pressure to unstick these stuck, stagnant scores that they've experienced for the last few years. (laughs) That's a mouthful. (laughs) That's a mouthful. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If you have feedback or questions about this week's episode, please email us at cxcast, one word, at forester.com. And remember, your customer's perceptions is your customer experience reality.